Okay, kids, let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? Hello. Holy shit. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking. Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy. Is that how we're starting this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Today is uh, it's New Year's 2019. New Year's Eve. Which means we're 12 hours away. Well, how far are we? 10 hours away from 2020. 10 hours away. 10 hours left in the decade. Trante, trante. It has been a very crazy decade when you when you look at, well, Star Wars, obviously, but in nerddom in general. Yes. It's been crazy, and I don't think it'll ever get this high again. Well, geeks are mainstream now. Geeks, yeah. Geeks used to be in their own little world, but now with... Marvel really fucked things up this decade in a good way is what I, what I meant to say. <laughs> they really fucked around. They made, you know, 4,000 movies. Uh, Star Wars is back. Thrones is huge. Biggest show of all time, and it happens to be a fantasy show. So, yeah, the nerds are out to play, man. Yeah, it's been... Uh, yeah, I just... It's been such... We've been on such a high this whole decade from video games to movies to tv tv series uh i am not very excited going forward (laughs) everything this is probably the greatest decade in nerddom ever see here's why i am excited i'm commander cody by the way welcome to episode 3000 i was mopar (laughs) here's why i'm excited because i don't know what's coming i don't have any expectations for things that are going to come the skywalker saga is finished skywalker saga there's more star wars coming but it's not something that's going to be um how do i say it's not something that's going to be a continuation of old stories, which is cool. So we don't have that baggage. Well, some fans always mm-hmm. had the baggage, but I don't have the baggage of like those older movies with the content that's going to be coming out. So I'm just really lo- looking forward to brand new, fresh takes, stuff that I've never seen or expected. Well, and that's what they're going to be giving us. Casting and or I guess I second lied, season of Mando. Kenobi. Kenobi. We've got a lot ahead of us to look forward. Oh, oh particularly in the Star Wars realm. Yes. But Star Wars. Uh, the Marvel stuff, that's a shot in the dark, to be honest. Um, the Wonder Woman 1984? Yes. Uh, that looks decent. Yeah. You know, it looks like a fun... It looks like uh, Wonder Woman Ragnarok. It looks like... Uh, that's what a lot Thor of people Ragnarok. are saying. But that's fine. You can have those movies. Um, and I love it. anything that's retro. Yeah. So people well, like well, well, the World War One thing with I wouldn't call that retro. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, some of them that's it's a period familiar. piece. What's that? It's a period piece. Period. Piece. That's what they call that I when have... it's uh, based in a specific time period. Oh yes. Okay. Yes, it is. So uh, <clears throat> we'll be discussing. Well, we're going to be doing some spoiler stuff uh, for the last episode, last couple episodes of Mando. We have to discuss the finale. Yes, uh, there was some uh, fan fan stuff that went on. <laughs> <laughs> fan stuff. What? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Very. Uh, big <laughs> wait, spoiler. Wait. What are you fan? What are you talking about? Fan know. stuff that went on. It's been a decade since I made sense. I know. It's been this podcast was birthed in this decade, so that alone should signify it as the worst decade in the history of humans. And we're still doing it all jank wise. We're up in my loft <laughs> like a bunch of idiots. So, 
Well, yeah, I'm in Mopar's domicile right now. We've been playing Battlefront in honor of New Year's Eve day. Dude, it's been a decade straight of just playing Battlefront. Whether whether which one we're playing, it's just been over a decade. It has 15 years of Battlefront. <laughs> years of just Almost run around 16 years. Shooting stormtroopers. It really is the best Star Wars. I'm not going to say that any specific Battlefront game is my favorite Star Wars game because obviously KOTOR, but the fact that we have like a giant battlefield style game in the Star Wars universe, it's hard to top that because you can just do so much with it. It's gotten a lot better. I do think they're still missing out on quite a bit, but it is it's a fun game. It's uh yeah, so. Well, they had a huge I don't know if we've talked about Battlefront um in the past couple episodes. No. So they had the celebration edition come out which is basically just you upgrade, you pay to upgrade to this version of Battlefront 2 just to unlock everything. Um which to some people that feels a little stupid and cheap just cuz you can get all the skins and emotes. Also, why would you want to pay money to do that when you can get it through the game? Well, because it takes fucking forever. So you do this, you buy the Celebration Edition, it downloads a patch, and you have everything unlocked. And then starting in January, moving forward, everything else you have to unlock like normal, like new skins and stuff. So along with that, they they buffed and they nerfed things. They tweaked the game. They changed a bunch of stuff. They added new reinforcements, new maps for the First Order and Resistance. So a bunch of shit happened in December. A lot of cool new skins. Yeah. Um, but that's they fixed stuff though. They, they had well, a co-op. Uh, I don't think the loading times are quite as bad. They've fixed the heroes and villains mode. Uh, they've done a lot of different changes. The, the 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 biggest thing for me that they've added to that game was uh, the different gameplays. Yes. Because if they just stuck with capital, even if it was just capital supremacy, that's such dog shit. They then that that leaves. I'm glad they added co-op, and I'm glad they added. <clears throat> Heroes and Starfighter and all that stuff. Yeah, the co-op's especially a nice one because it feels just like the old Battlefront. Which is exactly what all Because it's of like us two to four players playing against AI. Yeah. And it's not easy, which is cool. Like, it's always fun to go back and play the old Battlefront, but it is a tad easy. Uh, this one, if you only have two, maybe even three, if, you, if you're down one guy, oh, you dude. might be struggling quite they a bit. They swarm you. Is there a way to bump the difficulty? In co-op? Yeah. No, that just is what it is. It's just general fucked? Yep. <laughs> Wait. It's generally <laughs> difficult as hell, yes. There's no way to change it. But I think the game is better, and I'm having it's fun. It's a lot better. I, um, I wasn't even playing it at all for a while. So the fact that I can uh, turn it back on and have some fun, I think part of it is probably just because we're watching Star Wars, because uh, Episode Nine just came out, so just Star Wars high. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is particularly and I don't know how to fix it, but I just whenever I go back to like Battlefield, the gameplay's so much smoother and the like where I shoot is where my my bullets go and it's so much smoother that I wish they could just yeah. Bring that over because I still like when I'm running around as a stormtrooper and shooting, it's always like I'm off. Like no matter what I do, well, I don't I think, know what it is. I think the blasts just take a while to they're get not, They're not as fast as bullets. Yeah. So you have to lead targets and it sometimes they travel a little slow. Yeah. And the guns have different speeds at which they fire. So that's true. You just have to get used to it. You just have to stop complaining, play the game, and get used to it. I do play the game. I'm just still complaining. I know. I was complaining Hell's for a while. Fault. I won't stop complaining. I mean, it's not perfect. There's, They have missed opportunities everywhere. Like, there's so many heroes and villains that they could add to the game. Poe and Hux, like from the movies. Why, are, why are they not Jin? in there? Yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn. He's never been in a game. Why? Yeah, that's true. Never in any game. Because he gets fucking KO'd in the gut in the I first could be movie. Wrong. He, no, he was in uh, the episode one game. 
Well, yeah, but not but, in like a Battlefront game. But yeah, but in any other Star Wars game, he's never been. <sighs> yeah, I a, would. I would love to play as Qui Gon. It would be really cool. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, the next round of heroes is BB-8 and BB-9E, which at first, and I know Butterclone's pissed about this. Yeah, I don't want that either. It sounds so fucking weird, but like, I have a feeling if they're gonna add two droids, these two droids, instead of new heroes, they have to have a reason. Well, what I'm hoping is they pull somewhat of like a Mass Effect hope, where it's their support. You're not gonna run yes. in and kill other people with a BB-8, but you might be able to buff everybody else or 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 limit damage or something along yeah. those lines. But if I'm running around and if BB-8 can like trample attack, I'm done. He's gonna do a sprint at you and just roll you over. If he turns out being like a a, a leveled up Pokemon, I'm gonna be pissed. He's just a bowling ball. He's gonna knock everybody. <laughs> Strike over. attack. You know what I would like is, and I don't know if they're gonna do that. This. Was a bowling reference for you? I uh, understand. Other people. Um, <laughs> I understand. If they're gonna make like the heroes and villains like uh, Overwatch style, like everyone in Overwatch, you have these three categories and they all have their different abilities. Like it might be nice if instead of just doing like a random death match of heroes and villains, if you had a couple different game modes under heroes and villains, and then obviously Vader's a tank, BB-8's like a support style character. Yeah. You have blasters, you have sabers. Like there's a variation there. Damage. You have healers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool. Buffers, nerfers, but they don't even nerf-herders. necessarily need to like even categorize them. Just build them into the game as yeah. so. Yeah. Because I, I really, if if BB-8 enters the game, he starts like fucking people up. He's going to. I'm gonna start using them. I'm gonna use BB90. I love that little, mm, little guy. Cool. No, they they kind of have, and you know, like Leia is very defensive play style. Uh, Yoda has like a health buff. Finn has a health buff. He's a support class character as well. So yeah, they haven't specified that, but you kind of you get the sense after you play him a couple times. It would be cool to be if BB8 cool. had like traps he could set. I'm thinking more of like a Phasma where she can put her thing down yeah. and like set traps and. I wonder if he can pull out his blowtorch and just melt people. Or or shoot like a grappling hook, because he always has those everything shooting out of him. <laughs> like he's a wrecking he's, ball from Overwatch where you can just shoot and yeah, connect be, something. He's like Batman. He's got all the gadgets. He, what, when we figured it out. I did figure BB-8 it out. BB-8 is Tony Stark. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what happens with Battlefront going into 2020. But the fact that they dropped all this shit right around Rise of Skywalker and they're dropping more in January leads me to believe that they aren't leaving the game alone quite yet which is cool i mean it's gotten support for two years that's a pretty long lifespan for a game like that yeah well not really <laughs> i think to get to get new content not every month but i'll get into something else a little later but oh, um give me it yeah battlefront man and then jedi fallen order was great yeah. i have a lot of our uh listeners are still kind of trudging through that it's it's truly just a, a great game i'm oh i was I wasn't overwhelmed, but I was very pleasantly surprised with the yeah. gameplay in that, and it was it was fun. Quite happy. A good blend of like, like <clears throat> good um, gameplay and story and adventure. It was a good yeah. blend of all of them. So, yeah, we uh, I got I got into this with uh, Fode. Came into town from Starbecue. We went and saw Episode Nine last weekend. How long was the weekend ago? I don't even know. That. I don't even. <laughs> what were those words? How even, long was a week ago? I don't, uh, even, I don't know. Probably about a week. <laughs> uh, I don't even. It's been like Christmas break. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, anyways, we were talking about Fallen Order. We both love it, but it has zero replayability. It really doesn't have much replay value at all. I mean, once you beat it, you can go back around to the planets and like get those extra skins and cosmetics. But it's really all cosmetics. So once you beat the game, like. 
Yeah, I agree. The only thing, it, it would be a challenge just to do the uh, Grandmaster. And I know quite a few people that I've talked to played through it. Like, Kerner played through it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I played on, like, Jedi Knight. And he's like, I couldn't get, I can't get through it. Like, well, play on Jedi Master and get back to me. Also, I'm, I, that's, I, it's willing, it's worth the challenge of playing it on Grandmaster. Yeah. Because it's gotta just be fucked. But not unbeatable. I, I, I mean, it took me sometimes, like, a big boss would take me two hours. Yeah. That, that final boss, Jesus, she was a fucking, I almost killed her the first playthrough. Like, she was down to a quarter health, and I'm like, yes. I died and, and I went back, back through and I wouldn't even scratch her for like 12 yeah. tries. I'm like, this sucks it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hard. It is. But the trick is the pairing. They built it just like Sekiro. So as soon as you get the pairing system down, it makes everything easier. See, I did it without pairing. What do you mean? I didn't do any parrying. How'd you get through the game without rolled. parrying? I rolled and rolled and rolled, dude. It would have been so much easier if you parried. Well, I beat it about the same time as you i just rolled the fuck out of the way every time anything that's happened. funny because that is totally the dark souls method but then sekiro they made it a parry method yeah because if you parry properly you kind of get uh in- invincible for a few seconds as you do the counter attack yeah so even if you're getting blasted it doesn't actually hurt you in that little span of time it's a it's a game based on timing you yeah. have to regardless if you're going to parry or roll or attack or, or or power attack or whatever it's all timing it's 100 yeah. timing you got to understand your enemies which they're going to fuck you up first first playthrough yeah first appearance so yeah so i really wish like i don't know there was a new game plus or hopefully they'll add some dlc with like a few new stories a few new missions or something but as it is there's really not much to go back and do yeah, just the, it's just a battle, or I'm sorry, uh, to struggle through Grandmaster. That'd be the one thing to be able to say you did that. Yeah, I guess, but it's still... I, I wasn't. See, I wasn't a huge fan of this story. Like it was fine, and I thought, uh, what's his face, the actor, did a great job. But I've never been huge on Rebels and the Inquisitors and stuff. So like, the story didn't. I mean, it wasn't like my favorite Star Wars story, so I no, don't really wouldn't benefit from going back and doing that again. The weird thing is, I actually prefer the storyline of like Battlefront Two, even though that they fucked that, that one campaign up. was terrible. The story behind it was really cool. The the uh, well, um, it was for a second. True, we thought it was going to be cool, and then she turned just, rebel after the second mission. No, no, you're right, but the the idea of an Inferno squad being a special order from uh palpy himself i mean that's cool it's it's ingrained all everything we know yeah um but this one was kind of out of left field it made sense it was again in the timeline we're like are we done with this yet but they did it in a decent way whatever um it's fine moving along so moving along so we will be let's just get into mandalorian but later on we're going to be doing kind of a wrap-up of the decade later um so we're going to be thinking about some of our favorite movies of the decade uh a couple of our game favorite games of the decade and then maybe a couple of our favorite series decades a long time it is a fucking long time and i know as soon as both of us come up with our lists we're gonna be like oh wait this movie i forgot about this all of it yeah i already know what game i'm gonna pick i absolutely know what game i'm gonna pick um a but series there's a lot of good series but there's obviously uh, i'll say not game of thrones come on that's hard to say it's hard to say anything else yeah but uh there are some other great ones it's not just game of thrones i think that might be the top but uh you know even second third fourth place there's a lot of good ones out there and there's a lot that's come out yeah like what mopar well mando 
I know. <laughs> well, Breaking Breaking Bad too. Like we're, a decade. I guess long I was gonna time. say I forget how long ago ten years was. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to relate the series that I've watched to where I lived, because yeah. that's what I remember. Like being in that one apartment, we watched like Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, Sons in of Anarchy. that kind of time period. Sons of Anarchy was a li- I think started a little before. I think it was like oh eight oh nine, something like that. Yeah. But uh, as long as it f- the best stuff. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> I was trailing <laughs> off. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So let's let's get into Mando. So I, well, first of all, I want to say, has your expectation of the Mando after the first episode held up throughout the season, throughout all eight episodes? Um, Do you have the same opinion of it as you did when it first started? Because I remember you were balls deep. And a handful at the very beginning after episode one. Um, yeah, maybe just a half tick down, but it it that does. I'm not saying anything bad about that because yeah. if I'm starting on a high and I didn't go debt like falling, you yeah. know, collapsing, it, it kind of held my uh, interest throughout. Um, like I said, it was kind of a half tick down. I still think probably the first episode is my favorite. Like you find out everything, yeah. everything's on on the edge. The, the, the like episode building. two to eight felt somewhat repetitive. We got to protect Baby Yoda. We got to protect Baby Yoda. Oh, they're shooting at Baby Yoda again. Now they're punching him in the head. We got to protect Baby Yoda. <laughs> but the characters that they bring in, and I'm glad that they did kind of go ballsy with it and killed off uh, Uick or whatever. What the fuck is his name? Uick? The the guy, the oh, mechanic. Oh, Quill. Quill. Sorry, the Ugnaught. Yeah. Um, th- that was ballsy. And that, I was <laughs> like, his oh. name backwards. Luick. Quill. Um yeah, so that was ballsy. I'm very sad too. Yeah, and I think they they did a good job of building upon the character of the Mando. We finally see his this face. Yep, and it's uh, just kind of cool. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Which is fine. It's just him. What would I mean, what what other thing would you expect? Well, I didn't know if he was going to have like oh, half fucked or something. Just from battle like melted or scars or anything like that. Does he take but, it off when he showers? I don't know. Just a just a squeegee. Does, did, the, the did the Mandos have the the Vader thing where like the suit just showers for them, right? Just keeps just them clean you, all the time. Ejects the water. Yeah, that's what they use at the jetpack is all you the water to... vapor from your shower. Activate giblet vibration. <laughs> you need that today. <coughs> no, I liked how he was just a dude. I hope there's a non-human Mandos at some point. Who knows that? None. None of them are non-human. Oh, well, I think. That's true. I guess all the ones that we saw are about the same stature as Pedro. So you would assume that they're all humans. Yeah. I mean, I've and all already the ones s- that are in Rebels and Clone Wars, when they take their helmets off, those are all humans. too. I've already seen yeah. um, fan art of a of baby Yoda Mando in full <laughs> Mandalorian armor, and he just has his ears sticking out. But because I, I have a feeling and spoiler That's fine. Uh, that at the end of the, the last episode, they kind of leave it where Mando's going to go and try to find where somebody, baby Yoda's from, to, yeah. or, or the species of the planet that he's from. So, um, I have a feeling he's going to fail, and he's just going to raise him as a Mando. That's, uh, I think, that's going to be the complete end and turn of second season. Well, it's interesting because how Yoda's obviously going to baby Yoda, who we don't have a name yet, is obviously going to. You think he's going to give him a name? Actually, I just thought of that. He'd probably have to call him something. I mean, hey, Womperat. Hey, Hoodoo. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because calling him the child over and over again is going to get kind of confusing. Hey, kid. Uh, anyway, so I was just curious if you think he's going to name him at some point. But he's obviously going to outlive the Mando. It's true. He's still a baby and he's 50. 
So like, you know what would be kind of an interesting way? How's to he going to raise him? Is do a second season with the Mando, and at the end of Mando, the Mando dies, and then do another season called the Goddamn Gamorian, or whoever picks up, <laughs> you know, whoever's going to pick up the the reins of of Baby the Gamorian, Yoda. the Duros, the Duros, the Rodian, the Ro- yeah, yeah, just do one one series or one season per species and just it's all carrying it's like you got 300 seasons to work <laughs> we got on 300 so how many species we got Plenty. we got star wars forever uh um, the astromech well yeah i don't know i guess now that we've seen the end of rise of skywalker they planted a seed of baby yoda and obviously the armor tells him like these are sorcerers basically you need to go find his kind and help raise him because he'll probably kill you dude it okay People are pissed that Rey is overpowered, even though she's a Palpatine. She can do all this shit without training. Baby Yoda's choking motherfuckers, healing people, and he's still bottle-fed. Right. And no one has an issue with it. <laughs> it's because is Baby Yoda male? Yeah, well... That's why. Is he? I don't know. Is I there, haven't seen d- that episode. Is there a male versus female? Or well, Obviously, we saw Yaddle in episode one. Who's to say Yaddle's the female? Hair. Hair, hair, <laughs> her hairstyle. Well, does she have? I think they have an ID card in the Jedi Order. <laughs> like you have a police badge. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure Yaddle had a uh, a Star Wars uh, trading card game card. I'm sure she did. She's yeah. actually pretty strong, I think. Well, because Episode One, before it came out, when they got all the toys and merchandise prepped, no one was going to know that everybody would hate Yaddle until the movie came out. Everybody knew. No. Lucas does that. He just puts stuff in the movies that he knows people are going to hate. You know what hate. people are going to hate? Like, they're going to talk about this. My movie's going to get more money. <laughs> put Yaddle in it. This is going to be terrible. Let's put it in. <laughs> Where I was going with that whole line of thought was Yoda's obviously going to outlive the Mando. I keep calling him Yoda. The child. Whatever. Uh, so how's he going to raise him as a Mando if he's going to die when Yoda's still a baby? That's true. No, I mean, you got a good point. It's probably been like another 50 years before the baby Yoda even like talks so it's they're planting a long term seed with this thing I was gonna say like they can go the next 100 years of Star Wars content with just baby Yoda yeah could you imagine instead of do I mean it really opens a lot of stuff up if they did like him training as a new Jedi under Yo- or uh, Rey I can't imagine a baby Yoda training under a human like she trains him, and then after like ten years, he surpasses her, and then he trains her. Yeah, but that's it's. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. No, like Hogwarts is they all have their own strengths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she has the books, so he needs that, and they could probably. So he just takes the books. Discuss it. He can't read. He's he got to teach he her just to read. force chokes right. So She's got to teach him she to read. Gives him the books. Yeah, he can kill rhinos with the force, but he can't kill read. rhinos. <laughs> Seriously, this, this one's hard. The. <laughs> All right, so, and I think we've already tried to do this math when we did a, a previous episode. <clears throat> We're six years after Endor. Baby Yoda's already 50. So by the time Rey is alone at the end of Rise of Skywalker, Baby Yoda's, what, like 75? Yeah, I mean, I would guess, guesstimate, 75, 80. So? How many, well, they, if how he survives between eight and nine? Are those supposed to be like back to back? No, there's like a year, year and a half. Which I still think is really quick. That is quick. Because in the visual, I forgot to bring the uh, visual dictionary. But the the timeline of seven and eight are both zero ASI, zero years after the Starkiller thing. And then episode nine is one year after. 
So that entire trilogy happens in like eighteen like months between episode four and, and five time, like lengthwise, length of time, yeah. Because between four and five, it's supposed to be what three years? I think so. I don't know exactly. I'm not a historian, Mopar. I, I actually am. I don't know the numbers. Three years they go. Who's out there calculating the time in the whole galaxy? Because time moves differently on different planets. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked. Why what is year the, is it? Why well, is everybody? It's like everybody in the world having to be on GMT, even though like it's pitch black and it's like, oh, it's 11 a.m. That's what that was my argument with Order 66. Everybody execute it. We're not even awake yet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take. A week for your transmission even to get through yeah it was just uh it's filmmaking though what are you looking up i just i always google star wars and hit news see what that's the worst up. thing you could do everybody it's so it's what you can look up i guess if you want to talk about news office. is well somebody interviewed um chris terrio from rise of skywalker asking why uh rose was cut from so many things like she's barely in the movie at all so people are really upset about that eh, i'd rather not know <laughs> you don't know why she's not in the movie. I thought she was in, in it enough. Like, I don't think she should have been a main character. Not a main character, but I would say what Ryan planted. If there's one retcon, and it's not even a retcon, I think they filmed stuff and then they just ended up cutting it out, which maybe is not intentional on their part. It's just part of the filmmaking process that kind of happens. But it seemed like Ryan was really setting her up in eight to be not a main character, but a very, very strong supporting character for the resistance. And then she wasn't really in nine at all. But she said a couple things to Leia and Finn, the, and then she sprinted forward, shouting with her blaster. This is the biggest wrap up of all the characters that have ever been. I don't don't give her any screen time. We've got to wrap everything else up. Maybe some people don't agree. I still I, I agree with you with most of the other fans that it should have been a longer movie. But with with the allotted time, I they I mean they rushed through some shit and I just needed like fifteen more minutes. Oh no, fifty. They could have easily just. I mean, I've already said I'll watch a six-hour movie, but we need <laughs> to make it like perfect. Like right now, it's really good, but to make it perfect and make it not feel as rushed, especially in the first third of the movie, we needed another like twelve to fifteen minutes for sure. What are you looking up? Uh, it's saying the rise of Skywalker won't top the Last Jedi. Probably, but not. that's always in, in a sequence of a trilogy. People drop off throughout the trilogy. I'm never watching this shit again. And then, regardless of that, until you take a ten year break with no content and then come back with a movie, nothing's ever gonna top those. Yeah, like nothing's ever gonna beat Force Awakens again, unless Disney says Star Wars is done. Then they break for ten years and then they come back. Star Wars is back, Episode Ten. Just like every ten years, cash in. They might Avatar Two. I mean, that's like a long-term game for them. Nothing's ever going to top it again. Did we ever look up what Solo actually was? <clears throat> what in... Uh... Let me look up. Because I was curious. Because, you know, p- people are start- trying to say about this that there's a, uh, it's a box office failure just because it's not doing as good as Last Jedi or whatever. But, like... This probably still doubled their money with the movie. Oh, dude. You got to imagine. All Star Wars box office. I want to see the numbers. Calculated for inflation. For inflation. I don't know. Only well, means one thing. I don't know. Inflation. Well, I'm doing that. Uh, I don't know if there's a way to see just like all of them. In a spreadsheet. Box office mojo. Is this correct? 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to top anything. Force Awakens domestic gross was $936 million. That's oh, the U.S. Hit... only. Oh, wow. I was going to say, I thought it hit $2 billion. Yeah, because the worldwide is, yeah, $2.068 billion. That's so ridiculous from a movie. Rogue One was less. Last Jedi was more. Solo. Wait, The Last Jedi had more sales? Sorry, no, I lied. More than Rogue One is what I meant to say. My bad. And yeah, I guess technically, compared to the other ones, Solo did tank, quote unquote. It got less than half of Rogue One. That's surprising. Which is a bummer, man. Uh, in any other world, $213 million at the domestic box office would still be a huge success. Well, the other issue is they doubled their budget for it. So, I mean, they even ate into their own shit redoing half the movie. But but it's worth it for them to put out a good piece of content. No, I agree. They, if they, they bit the bullet. They still made money, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, because if all that shit went down and then they were like, okay, we can't give you any more money, so you're just going to have to deal with it, and they put out a piece of shit movie, they would really have screwed themselves over. I love Solo. It's up there in my top five Star Wars movies for sure. It's good. Tease. It is good. Um, I actually watched it the other day. I just kind of put it on. and um, No, it's it's a great, and I don't mean anything bad by this. It's a great, like, just put it on in the background. Because any point of the movie, you can jump in and be like, oh, fuck. This I do, is yeah, the I Maelstrom. Have, I usually have Star Wars on in the background all the time. All the days. Until I'm sick of it. Uh, let's uh, try to wrap up this Mando stuff. So, Oh, yeah. We got way off topic, did not we? Um, are you 100% excited for second season? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm a tick less. But really? Yeah. They're doing, a, they're doing a great job. They're doing a really I good just, job. Yeah, I think it's the new stuff. As soon as stuff comes out, I'm like, holy fuck. And then, and then I get through it. And I'm like, that was great. Nothing's going to be that great. What? I'm like an original trilogy, but <laughs> on like new. Like, you, you, wait, you just mean like the first episode versus the other ones? Or are you just talking about like the polish has worn off? The po- yeah, the, it, the new, the freshness of the yeah. Why are you fucking tinkling with your thing? Stop pulling it out. Start recording again. I'll piece it together. We don't have any. No, it didn't. Not save everything. It's right there. Wait. You have thirty minutes of it. Don't delete it. <laughs> You are a bastard. Alright. Now you have to into look it. that way and not face me. No, you were... <laughs> You well, had it, just don't like yank it out of the thing. I w- have just been. Oh, well, just hold it like a normal person. Do it. I gotta hold it on an angle. <clears throat> actually, this There. Fix you, it. you fix your mic? Are we back? Are you recording? Is that happening? Are you yes. playing? Um, the polish has worn off from Mando. It has. Uh, and like I said, I think I still think the ep- the first episode is probably my favorite. The last episode was great too. Um, and then I think the third episode. Which one was the man when the Mandalorians? Three is when he escaped. That's a great episode. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the other ones were kind of repeat. To go into that one world where he meets uh, Smoke Show. This is fun. It's a, it's fun, dude. It's fun, and it can live by itself. But it's fun. They feel like feels like they set up the series or the season as a as a video game. You open yeah, up, a- you figure out who's your character, what's he good at, what's the story, blah blah blah. You get this main objective, and then you go on three side missions. 
and then you come back to the main quest and you it fight just, the boss. A lot of times it felt like, let's go to this place to meet this character who's going to meet up with him later. Jarena Carano or whatever. Janina Karina. Is that? <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad that she didn't like leave with him right away. No, you're right, but they still did. Yeah. You were like, I hope they don't do this, and they didn't right away. They just waited two episodes, and then well, they're yeah, like, which... let's team up. Yeah. I'm like, well, I okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But as long as they all didn't win, IG-88 or IG-11 died again. Kuil died. Jarena's... Jarena... <laughs> Jarena Menina. Geronimo. What is her... Uh... <laughs> Gina. Yeah, but what's her Carano. Oh, Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Like a sand dune. Oh. That doesn't help. <laughs> uh, there was a lot, of, a, a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> the Darksaber thing's a, bit, a big thing. And even though I'm not a huge fan of the, the cartoon stuff, I'm, I just am not as into it. But uh, I know the Darksaber has a lot of... Um, history with the mandos yeah well uh, even yeah yeah so w- with the mandalorians and then with darth maul taking over the mandalorians or the death or death watch um and now there's a is moff gideon has it it's cool it's they're they're pulling stuff from everywhere and it's it's cool and the, and the death troopers are you kidding me yeah that was awesome. those were i wish they did some more slaughtering yeah they kind of just stood outside of that cantina for a good two hours and i was like why do they just send troops in and murder everything? Because it's a show. Oh. <laughs> they have to <laughs> they need a plot point reason to wait and then to come out again. Yeah. I uh so what I was gonna say before your mic so rudely disconnected itself. I have never been a huge fan of Filoni's style of Star Wars, but I think him working in live action and having different directors and having John Favreau produce the series is a good way to balance that out. So like it doesn't feel as like as much filler and as much kitty stuff in the Mandalorian as it does in Clone Wars or Rebels. Not as much, but I still did, a I, bit. there was definitely a, I thought there was quite a bit of filler. Um, Just four, five, and six. You, that's almost half the series. <laughs> that's three eighths of the series. <laughs> that's three eighths. Um, but the I guess my my small the smallest of issues is even though those side. Let's call them side missions, straight up. Even though those side missions or side episodes side uh, were were like like not as important, and I really didn't feel like it built any character. Like uh, the Mandalorian is still badass, and he's he's kind of conflicted. I I've got that from the, the first two episodes. Now when he's helping out a village, I'm like, I know he's good underneath the armor, and he wants to right. help people. Right. I've already got that. You. We don't need a but. Yeah. It, it's just it's the goofiness of Star Wars. Let's let's let's. Help I, I chalk it up to that, yeah. And uh, it's just I'm not gonna go back and watch that particular episode. Probably maybe once or twice in my entire life, I'll probably go back and watch that one. But it's like there's no need. I already saw it. Yeah. Um. Really, the only reason I would watch it again is the visuals of seeing that badass ATSD. Yep. Um. In the dark, creeping out of the forest like a T Rex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Which maybe that's a reason enough to watch it. I don't know. My main suggestion, so if you're listening, John Favreau or Dave Filoni, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for tuning in on this news, Eve. My biggest thing is I wish we didn't follow the Mando through every scene, through every episode. And I mentioned this before as well, but like Game of Thrones, you follow a character and then you cut back to other characters, whether they're allies or enemies, and you see what's going on in a different part of 
the world and in this case it would be in the galaxy like if we cut back to the bounty hunters guild to see what was happening on that planet while mando was out doing his side quests mm-hmm. that would keep me tied in it felt like we literally left the main plot for three episodes and then came back no absolutely and i completely agree with you where i was hoping where once he left with baby yoda and was doing those side missions I was hoping they went back to the Mandalorians who helped them out because they they made a huge decision to help them out and like turn their backs on the Bounty Hunters Guild. And they're all gone. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And or let's talk about the the factions of the Imperials that are still poking around that everybody thought was gone. But clearly they still have some power. Yeah. Like there was a lot, so much opportunity to jump away. And I think. It's almost like they tried too hard to do like a Joker, a Logan, where every every scene has these characters in it. They have to. It's called the fucking Mandalorian, so he's got to be in every scene. Yeah. No, you could you could build upon the Mandalorian story by talking about the Mandalorians. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I what agree. What was his real name? Dan. In the, in the in the series, he had like a really simple Dan name. James. Dan Dan Jamison. Dan, Dan Jangus. Uh, I need to look. It was it was Din. Din D Y N. Din Din Dungle. In Bangus. Um, the other thing that I really did like that they, they did very well in the series was uh, callbacks to different eras. Um, a lot of the technology that we saw was sweet. We saw pit droids from episode one. Fucking love we that. We saw super battle droids in his flashback. Are you f- like, no joke. And I even said this to Glass Armor when we were watching it. That, that And I think it was the last episode where he does the full, where his parents put him in that little underground gin or so hut thing or whatever yeah. you want to call it yeah the cis super battle droids felt like terminators they oh, were yeah. walking around just fucking everything up like people laying on the ground dying they're like nope you're not fucking dead yet bop, 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 bop. dude like, they were terrifying shit yeah it was it was and, no fucking roger roger and we yeah and i mean it's been it as a whole, Disney has <laughs> I been like turning when you get this, really excited, you forget how to work. Disney, well, I, I jumble up my words regardless, but um, Disney has been kind of getting a little more violent with it, and it's been getting darker and a little more real. Yes. Um, so that weathers Filoni's storytelling, and it's like a perfect balance, in my opinion. Yeah, the, I, like that mix of those two things. They could go real dark with it, though. I mean, we're we're getting to I mean, the point that's where pretty dark for Star Wars. Mandalorian is lighting people on fire. And battle droids are walking around like Terminators. Listen, they're never they're never gonna go like Joker dark. Yes, know? they will. No, they will not. Yes, they will. They will not. It's not Star Wars. We're getting there. No, they're murdering. Palpatine was a zombie in nine. That's as dark as you're <laughs> gonna get. He's a corpse. He's a well, walking that corpse. Was, but we're getting there. Like I, I feel like the Mandalorian <laughs> is the most real as Star Wars has gotten so far. Yeah, it's really personal. I mean, I mean, people are murdered in on on scene on screen. We get to we get to episode nine, and it's by far the scariest Star Wars film I have ever seen. Creepy, dude. and it's fucking dark and creepy. Yeah, and there's like He's some in a Sith dungeon, just zombie, sinister, devil. It's it's fe- it seriously feels like some demonic shit. Like I'm watching this, I'm like, Palpatine is the devil. And he's staying alive. You can't kill him because you can't kill the devil. It's just gonna re like come back as something else. So how's he coming back in episode twelve? He at, is. Well, he is episode twelve. Maybe that's Vicky Valancourt because she's the <laughs> devil. Uh, Mando's real name is Din Jaren. Din Jaren. All right, that's that's a standard Star Wars, Star Wars name. name for sure. I feel like that's that's a random name on Kotor. I was Din just Jaren. gonna say. I wonder. <laughs> 
KOTOR's use in the Lucasfilm office is pressing Y to generate a random name. <laughs> oh, that's a good generate, one. generate. Oh, I like Din- this one. Din Djarin, that's going to be the new character in this new series. What? I would do that. Why not? It's a great callback, and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's fine. Man, um, how hyped do you think... Uh, this is a, a side jump, but uh, you're talking about the... Side the, the, jump. The, the side mission jump. Side track. Side, this is a side quest a conversation. Um, about the visual dictionary or the visual guide for episode 9 yeah. and the Sith factions yeah. that makes Darth Revan, at least the name and the fact that he's a Sith Lord, uh, canon. Yeah, that's badass. How do you think uh, Mr. Drew Carp... Uh, feels about that well i actually i dm'd him on twitter and i said uh yell at us once you've seen episode nine because i didn't want to like yeah tweet and tag him and like spoil it in case he hasn't seen it yet but i'm eager to just say like yo essence transfer is real and all these sith that you created are now canon i mean they're kind of canon already like revan at least if you consider the deleted stuff in clone wars technically canon since they did make it revan has been around but to see it not mentioned in the movie, but in the visual dictionary for the movie is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, I, a, and you got to say that it's the, the character of, of Revan is not his story is not canon. It's just as far the fact as that uh, Darth Revan yes. existed. Right. Is, is, is canon, which is enough for me for now. Now that actually does tie back into the Mando. It's not a huge tangent because when um, Mando shows the baby to the armorer and it was talking about how it like can move stuff. I mean, it's like a sorcery, I think is what he said. It's like a little green sorcerer. She says that's like the Jedi that fought, uh, that the Mandalorians fought against a long time ago, Mandalore the Great, in like the Great Wars. And that's like the Mandalorian Wars. And that's mm-hmm. Revan's time period as well. Mandalore the Great, baby. Candorous. That's all I need to hear. If they say Candorous <laughs> the Great, because he was, he ended up in the Revan book, uh, ended up being. Right. The Mandalore. There's something in canon that makes Ordo, like Clan Ordo is canon. It doesn't say Candorus, but uh, Ordo. Candorus Ordo. What are you talking Rex? about? No. Stop making He's things up. He's got a clan, up. too. Stop making things up. Doesn't he? Shepard Clan. Shepard. Uh, Shinobi's been going hard on like documenting all this. Let me pull up his images. His Sith stuff. Yeah, because he's been saying uh, a bunch of stuff. Also, there's something Ooh. on the planet Exegol that's named after Naga Sadao. So Naga Sadao is canon again. And he was like that ancient Egyptian Sith magic. Yeah, he's the devil. They're all the devil. So yeah, the Sith that are the Sith legions um, on Exegol are named after ancient Sith lords. So there's Revan, and Dedu, Tanis, Tenebris, Phobos, and Desilus. A couple of those I haven't heard of, but a couple I've I recognize. So it's pretty badass. Tenebris, Teneb- Tenebris the Bith. That was Plagueis's master, right? Yep. Yeah. Just an octopus. <laughs> no, he's a bit. Yeah, it's not an octopus at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought Borgullet's an octopus. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, go back to Mando. We got. How do you still gotta... feel about Borgullet? <laughs> Let's wrap up this decade. Uh, I was. An, I've always been annoyed by him, but uh, I was watching um, Star Wars Explained video about the Mando, and um, Cara Dune says she doesn't want to surrender to the Empire. They'll take you to a mind. I can't remember the exact term that she says. Like a mind. Mind eraser, worm. mind wiper, something like that. But they're speculating that Borgullet and that species has been used because they can they feed off of your memories and can end up driving you crazy. So Borgullet may not be the only one. So you know maybe uh, Saw captured Borgullet from uh, from the Empire to use on his enemies. It's cringy. 
it's unnecessary and it fits perfectly in the Star Wars universe because fuck it. Exactly. It's like, what? how are we going to get the information out of the pilot? Well, Slug. let's put a mind-reading octopus in. <laughs> Sign it up. Hire a... Hire a <laughs> Those are the large-level decisions that Kathleen Kennedy has to make. It's like, Kathy, we got this movie. It's going to be perfect. There's one missing piece. We need a MacGuffin here because we have to read his mind and we don't know how to do that. And she's like, oh, mind reading octopus. George told me that's what he always wanted George to do. George told me. It's in the script. So you <laughs> He's go. always wanted a mind reading Borgold in the, in the thing. No, every every Star Wars movie has a, a giant slug tentacled creature. Well, that's also, just, par, it's just par for the course. It's, it's not that much of a stretch because when you look at EU, um, I know Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn had that force negating like lizard thing around his neck so it's not that big of a jump to think that there's a mind reading octopus when a lizard can be force negating and that's what protected him from jedi and sith he was able to just uh there's no force here pretty sure he said that you couldn't have brought it with you either you can't bring it i got none (laughs) so mando seven and eight that we haven't talked about yet but they're kind of it's kind of like a two-parter i don't remember seven what? I've only seen him all once. Seven is when he heads back to... He gets the message from Carl Weathers. Oh, and it ends with the pterodactyls eating up of the people. Yeah. yeah, so he heads back to the planet and he's like... They're like, they want to arrest you, but bring the child and we're going to escape with it and kill all the empires. There's only four of them. That's four, that, four troopers. Because that's where, uh, at the end, Kuil, they show him dead. Yeah, the like, scout no! troopers go after him. Yeah. The most innocent of all of them all gets killed. And that's where we see IG-11 was... Uh, he, scout, he salvaged him. Kuil did and reprogrammed him as a nurse droid, which I think is hilarious. Which is uh, like the program. It's funny how, even though he reprogrammed him, like a lot of the access to battle was still there because being a nurse also includes protecting the baby. So it's like, yeah. I no longer do that. But also, if you fuck with my baby, I'm going to kill everything <laughs> yeah, and, and detonate myself. Exactly. <laughs> it's under the same programming. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, Seven was cool. Then they get back to the city. Things go bad. Werner Herzog gets totally blown away. And then uh, Moff Gideon shows up with all of his troopers. You know, they, they did the one. The other thing that I really, really like about uh, the Mandalorian as a, as a series is the slow, like ritual build of him getting his armor and just becoming more honorable or more. Um, more Mando. Yeah, more Mando. Honorable was not the right word, but. Uh, honorable. Um just reaching that level of you deserve this now yeah. you've reached this level you're a grandmaster on Jedi also a War. very video game thing where you just you get new equipment and armor yeah. as you go through well they even pl- uh, planted that seed when that guy was flying by in the third episode yeah. i gotta get me one of those and yeah and, and it was very i don't even know what the, it's not even video game like where, where it's like here ig take this he once he's worthy that's what that was the word i was looking for worthy once you're worthy you get all this extra shit once he's worthy he'll be able to use this and then like two seconds later he's like fucking put it on i gotta figure this out <laughs> and then he was worthy all of a he's sudden. worthy as hell worthy as fuck he was most worthy he, he was in the desperation moment he yeah. needed the jetpack to make sure they didn't how die. did you feel about him attacking the tie fighter i thought Moski? that was fucking sweet it wasn't cringy no not at okay. all i thought it was awesome yeah, I think they did it in the right way where it was, it was more like fumbling, like almost accident, but I need to do this. Right. Rather than Anakin just jumping up, killing it, coming back down and saying, what the fuck is it next? <laughs> uh, he, he just, he was kind of fumbling. So I was kind of, 
Yeah, it was more he, like Batman as opposed to like an Anakin. Like Batman yeah. sometimes fumbles through some of his shit. So. It was exactly like Batman. No, so. I got that vibe. Well, yeah, he drops one of the thermal detonators before he is able yep. to stick it on. He almost falls off a couple times. It shouldn't be easy. Yeah, he. he yeah. It was cool. Even was though really a cool. skilled person like that, you're going up against a fucking Tie Fighter. It shouldn't be easy. Right. Um. But yeah, it was cool. It was good. Um. The whole yeah. Carl th- Weathers lives. Yep. Smoke Show lives. She's staying there with Carl Weathers to be a bounty hunter. Moff Gideon also lives. With the fucking Darksaber. With the Darksaber. Which, I mean, that that kind of leads into, like, obviously, where did he get it? But also, the little backstory, It's and I, we kind of touched upon it earlier. The Darksaber is ceremonial to the leader of the Mandos. It was, the, it was created by the first Mandalorian that was accepted into the Jedi Order. Yeah. So, and that was his weapon of choice, or what was created for him. <clears throat> and, um, yeah. And then they kept it, and then some other clan of Mandos, a thousand years later, or whatever, broke in the Jedi Temple and stole it. And since they stole it, it's been passed down as like the leader of the Mandos gets this shit. Yeah. Um. So, but which kind of broke, as far as we know, it broke the uh, bloodline or or that ceremony with Darth Maul taking it over for Death Watch in Rebels. Right. Um. Or Clone Wars, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Um, but that leads like if Darth Maul uh, of all people had to like kill and take over, how did this Moff Gideon get there? Like, what ruthless shit did he do? Well, we kind of know why, but we don't know exactly why. Okay, go so ahead. So there's two things that are going to be happening, and that's why people are very excited for Clone Wars in February because you're going to see the Siege of Mandalore, which is how all of the Mandalorian stories from the Clone Wars ties up. And then down the line, there is a, an event called the Great Purge, which Mando mentions in the show. That's when the Empire invaded Mandalore, killed a bunch of the Mandalorians. And See, assumingly, were... that's Moff Gideon says that he was there and they know each other already. So assuming that he just, they kill the leader of the Mandalorians and he takes it during that event. See, I was battle. kind of thrown off because I didn't know anything about the Great Purge. And when they referred to it, I assumed it was Order 66. Uh, no, there's a there's an event where the Empire goes to Mandalore and like wipes everybody out. Maybe because it was just Night an opposition, tears. like they they were a worthy opposition. So well, the Empire's probably like join us or not, <laughs> <laughs> and then they killed them all up. I mean, I, I mean, they all kind of, have planet killing weapons. Of course of they course do. Of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean that's and that that points to a, a good reason why the Mandalorians are kind of an underground group now because if they show their heads, the, exactly the Empire's gunning for them. Yeah, so it was after that moment uh, when the Empire fucked them up that they were kind of underground. Anyone that knows Clone Wars or Rebels deeply will probably correct me on a few things, but that's the general story that I've garnered. Garnered. Yes, I actually have a uh, I saved a tweet with a watch list of like all the Mandalorian shit from Clone Wars. Which I'm gonna brush up on now that Disney Plus is has everything I've ever wanted. Most of the days. What's up, cat? Hi, cat. Sith cat. Just don't scratch my legs. <laughs> no, she. He's fine. Um, Just don't scratch me. All right. So, any final? What are your, what are your final thoughts? Like overall, does this live up to like movies, or is it ranked within the movies? Within the Star Wars movies? Yeah. Like next time I do my ranking, will I throw in the Mandalorian? Should we? I guess is my question. Because it obviously stands alone, but also I think Rogue One stands alone and Solo stands alone. So it's not a part of the Skywalker saga, even though the characters are kind of. 
I wouldn't mind tossing it in my ranking. I should probably do that. See, like, I, I, I just don't as do, a whole. I don't do Clone Wars or Rebels or anything. Yet, so I, I was wondering if we should even. Yeah, neither do I. Consider it. Um, it's a whole different medium. It's it's a different way of st- telling a story. Yeah, I mean, as far as ratings go, definitely three out of three for me. Uh, it's really good Star Wars content. Yeah. Is it the best thing I've ever seen? No has serious potential yes and i'm excited for season two yeah see i just uh, star wars has lived as uh, uh, a film and or a trilogy for so long that this does not i and i i still i okay it's a three out of three for me too <laughs> but when i put it up against episode three i would choose episode three nine out of ten times just to watch, I want to. I want to see something crazy. Episode three I, is your favorite, though, right? It's up there, but I mean, whatever. Episode two. But I feel like I could easily, if I was just wanted to put on something Star Wars, I could easily open Disney Plus and put on the Mandalorian instead of like episode six or episode two or something like that. Yeah, I guess just the uh, the weight of the of a film is a little different than just a random episode of the Mando. I don't know. I think you should rewatch it. Maybe. I think you'd have a different take on it if you rewatch it. And this is my new thing that I'm thinking for all Star Wars stuff is like, I don't even want to have a thorough discussion about it until I see it twice. Because the first time I see, the first time I watched episode six um, with Bill Burr, the one where they invade that prison, that New Republic prison ship, I was like, this is the dumbest side mission I've ever seen. Like, why would I watch this episode? Nothing happens. And then I watched it again and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty badass. So my, I had a bad first reaction to it. Yeah. Because I was just sick of the filler, but it ended up being really good. That was a weird. Why? What does he need money for? I have no idea. Like it's it, it, see, it feel- all I needed was like one line of dialogue that said, oh, "I got to protect the kid. I need to huddle down on some new planet. I need some cash." That's all I needed. Or, and then going on three side missions makes total sense. Or throw it up to my ship needs repairs to make to get back to wherever we need to go. I'm gonna have to grab some cash. So let me make a pit stop. Like. Do something small, but him just, I need money. Why? Retirement. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> my 401k needs a little bump here. Yeah, the Bounty Hunters Guild did not keep up with my pension. Good. Um, yeah. Three, yeah, three out of three. And I actually, now that you mentioned the ranking thing, I'm going to take a look at my ranking and toss the Mando in. I, have a, I think it deserves I have it. a bad feeling about this because I do think it's probably going to be, even with the freshness of it. I think it might be last for me. But as far as like what I want to watch. For real? Yeah. But it's, it's three out of three. See, that's a weird thing. Like a, a two out of three or one out of three. Like let's call episode two. That's my least favorite. Yeah. I'll probably still watch that because of the amount of Jedi, Anakin, Obi-Wan. It's the beginning of the Clone Wars. This is just about a dude. Right. And as soon as you see it once, you're like, okay, I get it. He's a conflicted dude. And there's a baby Yoda. I think it has larger implications. If you watch it again, it might have a different impact. But I do know what you're saying. I was actually laughing with somebody about this. Is like the last time I watched episode six, I was like, "This is the slowest thing," and I it's at the bottom of my list now. But I'll sit here and watch it all fucking day because it's yeah. Star Wars, and I'll look at every background character in Jabba's yeah. palace, and I look at Bib Fortuna's dumb face as he's <laughs> cackling around, and I'll soak it all up just because it's really the world building and everything is just so spot on for Star Wars. Yeah, that's how Star Wars is though. Like it could be bad, and I'm still gonna sit down and watch it. Yeah, because it's a part of the universe. Not to say six is bad, but it is at the bottom of my list now. Uh, yeah, I we we can put it on our list if we want, but uh, I, I have a bad feeling. I would say 
Yeah. I would probably put it like eighth. Midway through? Mid-low? Like eighth or ninth out of 12 is fair for me, I think. Above episode two and six? Two and six and four. I'd rather watch four and two and six. No, I'll put, I'm going to drop six to last just so I can put Mando above something. (laughs) It's good, man. It really is. is. It really is. is, and it gives so. me a lot of hope for casting Andor because I, we we've seen kind of a neutral zone with the Mandalorians where they're not but evil or good. They're kind of just this yeah. is the way. This is the way. Where casting Andor, there's a lot of more, a lot more implication, a lot more weight on what his actions are or 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 what he's done in his past that really truly could make Rogue One a lot better. Oh, like, absolutely. You could see him like because he's obviously got a lot of fucking issues in Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, even within the realm of the rebellion, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. No, but that's there's a lot of weight to that. Like, don't fucking tell me what to do. I've seen some shit you couldn't even imagine. Well, You've been if, taking naps in prisons. I've been killing children <laughs> to save, uh, you know, my rebellion. Well, so if he dies, let's say, when the fuck was that? Sorry, he, I'm totally. Lo- I was trying to think of uh, how old he is. And like what he what what he was doing when he was six years old, Let's like put him at what thirty? If he was in the mix of um, like the Clone Wars and stuff. Well, he probably died at the age of what thirty thirty five. In, I can look in, it up. Why am I asking before questions? Before episode four. Why do I ask questions? Well, at, let's just call it. He dies at, at episode four because it, it it bleeds right into it. Right, which is zero BBY. But what's so? Yeah, he was born around episode one. Because Vader's about forty in episode four. So he was born, born twenty six BBY. So he's twenty six in Rogue One. Oh wow, he's a lot younger than I thought. So what else is going on twenty six BBY? That's like right before Attack of the Clones. But yeah, but he's lived through the Clone Clone Wars. Maybe he's a he was a part of the CIS came in, blew up his fucking world, and he left and was just kind of on his. And he found out about this rebellion that he's like, well, same shit as Mando. Then. Well, same thing as Anakin. Like the rebellion probably saw like this kid's needs parents and or just an adult around and he's and he's talented let's pick him up and use him i mean maybe his parents were in the clone wars or something maybe they weren't maybe his parents were gungans (laughs) is that why you don't want to take off the helmet you said no one to take off the helmet yusa cassian wait is there a novel about him there's a rogue one novel catalyst i don't i don't know if they catalyst that's about galen and building the death star I'm going to go ahead and skip that one. Well, because... um, See, because it says right here, I wonder if there's a book. Was a male soldier pilot, blah, 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 who served in the CIS during the Clone Wars and then in the Alliance during the Galactic Civil War. Did you hear what I said? Galactic Civil War. He served under the CIS. Oh. During the Clone Wars. Mm. So what... Is there? What am I missing? I feel like there's as much as I read and watch and look at Star Wars stuff. I still have so many things I is have no a, idea like a, about. A Rebels comic? That's what I'm asking of you slash I'm the, the wrong, viewers. I'm the wrong person. What have I missed? I don't think anyone's viewing this right <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, his backstory, how for how weird it is. I would love to see how he meets uh, a K2. Yeah, or how they like. Or maybe that's why he trusts droids so much because he grew up around the CIS that he could like feels like he can count on them. Ooh. And when that's when the CIS was like shown to be bad, yeah. maybe he kind of just tried to jump on the Empire side of it. Well, from a certain point of view, maybe they weren't bad. 
Because they're droids. Because if, he, if he's fighting the Empire, the Empire was the Republic. So he was fighting against that already under the CIS, you know? Yeah. Because we know the Republic is good guys, but they got taken over. Yeah. But like from his point of view, he's always been fighting the Empire. Yeah. It's interesting. And when it became, yeah. Well, the Republic. Right. So he was fighting the, the Republic, which became the Empire, which became the bad guys. So he was just always been on the outside looking in. Yeah. Because maybe he was in one of those fringe worlds that Dooku was like taking over one by one saying like the Republic's fucking around with this. The Jedi are crazy, dogmatic, narrow-minded view assholes. <laughs> <laughs> we have to take them out. And like, they just weren't happy with uh, how the government was, was run and they were rebelling. Very, yeah. Very interesting. Someone's listening to this right now. is like, there's a fucking comic. It talks about his whole backstory. Everything you're saying is false. One out of five stars on iTunes. <laughs> Fuck this. I tried. Good we got move. another, we got another like one out of five, one out of five or three out of five review. Oh, good to know. On iTunes. That's that's good. So everybody, go ahead and <laughs> go, go ahead and over comment to below. Apple Podcasts and give us a <laughs> solid two out of five. Kind of even that out. <laughs> let's yeah, let's water this down. <laughs> um, all fine. right, let's try to wrap up the decade within the next fifteen minutes here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ten years. This condensed probably into fifteen been, minutes. This has probably been the biggest decade, movie wise, for nerds. Uh, by far it's not even well things keep getting better and better so the stuff that we've always been into star wars um any nerd stuff video games especially like movie making is better video games are way better there's just more options there's more content uh and disney's taking over the world and they're making really good movies in the meantime so a lot Um, of good shit so what i'd like to do uh is take a hard look at the different mediums so let's start with movies okay um now, I wrote down, I was kind of just rambling through uh, a long list of 2000s, 2010 to now, uh, movies that have come out that I'm like, either fucking love, I think it's some of the best, or just purely my favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't I know gotta, if I can pick a favorite, but let's pick a few. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some obvious ones in this short list that I put together. Star Wars is obvious, yeah. Yeah, and which is weird. I put episode nine and eight, but I didn't put seven. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, Wasn't that I, long ago. Which, to be honest, seven had the, probably the biggest impact of all time as a Star Wars film coming back. Yeah, we're back after bitches. a decade, and um, yeah, that was 2015, and that was just sparking all of this. Don't you say know. spark. Well, it sparked the whole fucking ah. podcast. It sparked the whole podcast. Here. We, well, kind of. We started the show before we were truly cognizant of what was happening, right? But yes, um, from a certain point of view. So those are obvious ones, but uh. My top speak. My top five in no particular <laughs> order, and these. Okay. Whatever. Do three. Do three. Do forty. Just do. I'm doing five here. All just right. do one per month number of the last one, ten years. Well, number one, and I and I've ran it, ran it, and <laughs> raved about this movie. Logan. Uh, Logan. Yeah. Um, obvious reasons. It's crazy. I didn't. It's one of the darkest Marvel films that I've seen. Uh, it's great. It really and it's Wolverine's one of my favorite characters of all time too i think he's a cool uh he's got knives on his hands yeah yeah that one um he stabs people yeah the good butcher he has to get up close and personal to get kills uh number two another obvious deadpool god damn it no joker joker uh i actually which i just watched this morning put it on i have it, uh digital on xbox oh it's out on digital already i have it on xbox um <laughs> So I can get an Apple the, TV is what you're saying. I got an Apple TV for Christmas. Really, truly, I think that might be, if I had to pick one film of the entire decade, 
Yeah. It's such a crazy... It's so cool that not only DC would go that far, but a movie. You pick that over Star Wars stuff? Yeah. See, what I'm going to do here is talk about movies and stuff without Star Wars in the picture, because that's obviously like number one. So I would say outside of Star Wars, like, yeah, Joker is way up at the top of the list. So Joker, this is the reason I put that probably as my number one. It's it's not even like a superhero film. I know. It's about a superhero villain. That's why like, I love it. So it, not only do you not need to know any background, you, you don't even, even need to be to, a nerd right. to, to enjoy the film. Right. I think it pushes boundaries in a nerd realm. I think it pushes boundaries as a film. And I think it, push, it pushes boundaries just as like an act, like acting. Yeah. Dude, it's psychotic watching that film. And it gives me the heebie-jeebies every time I fucking watch it. So you it's, are psychotic. It's 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 truly probably one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. Uh, let alone this decade. It's good. Um, now I jumped around a lot here, but there, there's some big ones. Uh, Interstellar came out this decade. You're just using all my movies. Uh, untouchable. You You're can't, just using all my lists. You can't have it. <laughs> um, really, truly, if you have like three hours in a night and you're not doing shit, put that movie on and just watch it because it's so fucking fun. What's happening? Metallica. That's my Why number five. Why are you five. playing music right now? <laughs> um, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Another huge one um, for obvious reasons. That also pushed the boundaries. I mean, it got pretty pretty vulgar. Pretty, many. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, let's get back into the nerdy stuff. Uh, Marvel, or I'm sorry, Avengers Endgame. Now, did you feel like Endgame and or uh, the one before it was a Infinity War. Infinity War. Did you like any which one better? Uh, Infinity War is a better movie for sure. That's like doing Empire and then Return of the Jedi. Like, mm-hmm. it's just better. Really? I think so. You have a, you always have trouble wrapping things up. Like, there's so much to do. Like, as much as I love Rise of Skywalker, it's not a perfect movie. They have so much to wrap up mm-hmm. and so little time to do it in. It just, it's really hard to do. So I don't think Endgame, no matter how much time they spent, could ever be as good as Infinity War. You know what's kind of weird is it's almost like, personally, it's almost like a lot of these other movies that that Marvel, I mean, they had a fucking hundred films come out in the past decade. But movies like Thor Ragnarok, I feel like almost took a little bit away from Endgame. Now when, when, when Thor and Hulk are on screen, I'm not thinking about fucking Thor and Hulk. I'm thinking like these weird dance scenes in, in Ragnarok. And I'm like, what? Why am I? What? Who? Come on. Ragnarok was pretty big for him trying to figure out who he is. I don't remember. As a hero. <laughs> what are you talking about movies you don't see remember? See what happens? You get too much. <laughs> um, That's why you got to see everything twice. Mi- I've, minimum. I have Ragnarok and Endgame. On your, um, on your Xbox. On Yes, yeah, true. I have it there too. <laughs> Uh, Batman vs Superman. I'm not going to get into that. Obviously, it's one of our favorite oh, films. Man. DC, I th- super underrated, super underrated, and I think oh, the extended think version. So. Oh, the movie or DC in general? The movie is super underrated. Oh, I, sorry, you it. said DC and then you said super underrated. I um, thought you meant like the DC universe. Yeah, which uh, to go along the same point, uh, actually, The Dark Knight Rises is was 2012, so we go all the way back to that. Dark Knight was 09, though? Dark. Or 08. The Dark Knight was 08, I think. Yeah. So Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises, Rises was, was three years later, I think. 11 or 12. It was within the past decade. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But I wouldn't put that up there as one of my favorites. It was a it was a good movie. No. It's probably my least favorite of that trilogy. I like obviously the Dark Knight and then Batman Begins is such a cool yeah. uh setup story. So uh moving right along, Django was a crazy movie. Yeah. Let me just spitball these. Once last, upon a time in Tarantino. Spitball the last three. So Django, I put uh, into the Spider Verse. I think it was groundbreaking to have a nerdy movie be that style and be the yep. the uh, just a solid story. They're gonna make a sequel here. Oh, I'm I'm down for it. Me too. I'm fucking down for it. Um, Baby Driver, I thought was really cool the way they incorporated the soundtrack into the kids' headphones. Did that's, you ever watch? Baby that's Driver? one I never saw. Now the sound like the soundtrack to the entire film. Because this kid's a driver and he has earbuds in the whole time. Yeah. So whenever he takes the earbuds out, the soundtrack cuts out. Because it's like he's listening to that song. So it's a really cool dynamic. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, After you saw it, I remember. Getting back into the nerdy stuff, Doctor Strange, I think it was a really good high point. They did a, they did really well, a lot of them. So let me r- ramble these off. Doctor Strange. You have too long of a list. Doctor Strange is great. Yeah, but I'm Friend. just hitting the high points of, of the past decade. Doctor Strange was you a have high 15 point. things on your list. Why don't I get to list? You don't have. You took all my lists. Doctor Strange, Wonder Woman, Black Panther. Those three movies stand alone. I think great. I think they also incorporate or uh, lead into the rest of their, their universes so well. Um, but Doctor Strange was one that I think really stood out for me. Black Panther was great too, but I think I might prefer Doctor Strange over it. Uh oh yeah, Doctor Strange is it blew my mind as far as, I don't know much about superheroes so well that was also a little more blew my perspective of what superheroes could be quite so. a bit more mystical yeah as I opposed loved it. which Black Panther was cool because it was very like cultural ritual um which was cool I like them both uh Wonder Woman was unique I, like I don't I still I've, you know what's weird is after watching Wonder Woman I still don't feel like I know much more about the Amazons the Amazonian women. Like I, it, I forget. See, <laughs> I know that she's half god. I know that much. Yeah, so. and she fought her brother in that one. She kissed the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She kissed the pilot. Uh, a couple other huge ones that I will watch on repeat. Uh, Straight out of Compton. Absolutely love those like documentary films. Yup. Um, did great. With that, uh, a kind of a offshoot, a quiet place. Did you ever see that one? With nope. that one was super unique. It felt like Tremors, but super updated. Yeah, and um, I didn't think I didn't expect to like it that much. Um, I've heard with, it's good with a movie where there's probably twenty lines of dialogue yeah. in two two hours. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the idea is the the monsters hear the vibrations of your voice, so if you you got to be quiet, or the monsters are going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, Super tense, and it, it ended in a very, very cool way. Not in a typical we get away and we win. Like it, it's fucked. Good. I like when people don't get to win all. The time. Um, and then I threw a couple series at the end. Mandalorian, which we talked about, which was great. Game of Thrones was probably the biggest thing of the series decade. That's ever it's probably been. the biggest cultural event of the decade. Yeah. Followed closely by Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Um. Yeah, I mean. Breaking Bad was huge, though, man. Yeah, but Thrones is a different level. It's the biggest show of all time. Well, if, I would say in a general, yes, nerdy sense, absolutely. No, in general, though. it That's what I mean. It transcended. It's one of those things that's like, oh, it's uh, not just for nerds. Yeah, know? I think, well, the what really set it off for me was my, my parents. 
yeah. got into Game of Thrones and were balls deep. Yeah. My dad knew the names of characters. My dad doesn't know characters. Like right. even Star Wars, he's like Dark Vader. You remember him? I'm like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. The tall guy. The, you remember he's the daddy. He's got the flashlight weapon. <laughs> he's got the flashlight. Um, but the idea of like he's like, dude, Baratheon. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, he knows all happened? the major houses. <laughs> um, but at the same time, he absolutely loved uh, Breaking Bad too. Yeah, which it's a it's a it's a new decade. It's weird because like growing up, my parents, I only remember them liking like X Files. <laughs> such a throwback and so 90s x-files and like married with with children (laughs) those are the only two things that i ever like remember my parents watching and now all of a sudden they're just deep into all this like super deep lore yeah of like game of thrones and that sort um yeah that's surprising it is it is actually very surprising because there's a lot of time you got to put into watching game of thrones a lot um and to be that vested it's about 80 hours but that's that's really cool that they would that uh, series and media or, or uh, films and series would push it that far. Yeah. You can't just jump into Game of Thrones. Well, there's, there's so much investment, just like a video game. You don't, a lot of these games that are coming out, you don't just jump into it. Right. You've got to be full on, or you're either not going to win or you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. No, they really took a risk, I would say, with that Game of Thrones. And then they also really changed just TV shows in general because now. Like they're up to par with movies and you can do a season that's 10 hours long instead of a two hour movie with the same quality, same special effects, acting score. And it's better because you have more time, a lot more time. That's why I was so excited for Mando originally, because I was hoping it would be more like that Game of Thrones style. I didn't realize exactly how much Filoni was involved, but we're off Mando. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I it. I know we said it was a three out of three, but they, I, I, the more and more I sit here and think about it, I do wish they, I wish they would have gotten away from the Mandalorian, like get off screen and talk about, like we talked about with the the other Mandalores. They just need to get, they just need to focus on some of those other characters and point yeah. of, points of view to make Mando's point of view even better. Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> you said a lot of mine. Interstellar is a big one for sure. Uh, there's a couple like the Big Short is one of my favorite comedies. I've never seen it. It's about the um, financial collapse in 2008, 2009. Oh, I have seen that. Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. Jason, not Jason Bateman. Um, yeah, a ton of people in it. Jim Gaffigan. That's one of my favorites. I've seen that, like as far as comedies go, and as far as like turning something on Netflix, um, just to have in the background, I've probably watched that movie like 12 or 15 times. Uh, I love, I love the big short. Also the Mission Impossible series rebooted this decade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tommy Boy and I have been loving those since um, Ghost Protocol was like 2012 or 13 or something. So those are always a, always fun. Um, Daniel Craig, James Bond had Skyfall. That's always a good one. You didn't talk about Deadpool. I, yeah, that's uh, it's a great one. It should be on my list to be and honest. I, and, you and know I, which which one that I didn't put on my list that. Every list that I've seen is Inception. Inception, yeah, I've only seen it once. I fell asleep halfway through. I don't, I don't I remember a lot it a, of it. I didn't give it a fair chance. Yeah. Um, Mad Max, I do not get. I really, I've tried. Never twice. saw it. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Never saw it. Looks dusty. I want to. <laughs> Looks yeah. dusty. Get Out's another one which I really, really like, and I do think it was groundbreaking, but it's not one that I would like watch over and over. There's for some reason like horror movies just don't pop up into my top ten. They feel like their own side thing for some reason, and I don't know why. You don't think um, Conjuring? 
Whatever. But see, I would never think to like, oh, yeah. Conjuring's one of my favorites of this decade. Yeah. It just doesn't pop into my head for some reason. Conjuring's really good though. I watch it not constantly, but like a couple times a year, Conjuring. I yeah. Do, I put it on. That is one that I actually do put on. Like out of all the scary films, maybe Exorcism of Emily Rose, because that's fucking freaky. Yeah. And Conjuring, those are the two. Yeah, but I don't put it on casually. It's like I feel like getting freaked out today. Um, the Social, Social Network Network's is really one that good. I've never seen. Really good. Really, really good. They had The Last Jedi on this one at uh, number 10 for the entire out of 100 best. I agree with that. If not higher, it's fa- it's a fantastic film. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I would say, I know you've, you mentioned a couple of the Marvel movies, but I would just say Marvel in general. The fact that they were that successful over the past you know, 10, 12, 13 years is, is very... Uh, very astounding mm-hmm. so they, they've done well so yeah there's a lot and i was actually texting tommy boy because he's about to come back into town there's a lot of movies that are out right now that are really good knives out being one of them that i haven't seen yet i haven't seen knives out and there's a couple other that are in theaters now that i haven't seen yet there's like three in theaters right now that i need to see knives out uh ford versus ferrari which yep. i've heard really good um things about and uncut gems uncut gems 1917 and parasite I've never heard about Parasite, but oh, here, Uncut Gems is on this list already. It's only already. been out for two days. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, any anytime somebody like Adam Sandler does like a, a serious gritty movie, I'm like, it's either going to be really bad or really good. <laughs> yeah. So There's Django, a lot Toy of Story stuff. Three. God, that's 2010. I would have guessed like 08. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> Avengers. So. Hey, we get the first Avengers in 2012. Wow. Yep. Lots of goodies. Wow. That's to Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, Guardians, you didn't talk about. Yeah, here's Logan. This is you a already good said list now. Logan. This is a good list now. <laughs> Whiplash was good too. I've never seen Whiplash. Yeah, it was intense. So, a lot of good stuff. I've actually heard mixed reviews on The Irishman. Someone was like, "Oh, way too long and nothing happens." And that's every mob movie. <laughs> no. What are you expecting? That's Sit every here. mob movie. Watch all three Godfathers in a row. It, its return uh, it was really good. I thought it was unique enough to be, I think, put on this list. Yeah. I wouldn't put it on like my top ten or even twenty, but definitely a notable return. Yeah, part two is kind of weak, but part yeah. one was great. Yeah, lots right. of goodies. Yeah, it's crazy to go through this list. There's so many movies that I haven't watched. There's, it's hard to keep up with just nerd movies. Well, like I said, there's to like, go back and, I have a list of seven that are in theaters now that I need to see. Here's the lobster. Good the old lops, boy. The lobster. All right. All right. Well, movies are done. Movies are good. Go see them. What's your favorite of uh, the, the video games? Of oh, the video games? Past Sky, decade. It's hard to, to not say Skyrim. It has so much weight to it. You look like you're cooking up some, I, some, some I finagle. Used, I used to be an adventurer like you. Make sure you're... Uh, Thing still recording. I used to be an adventurer like you. And then I took a Skyrim to the face. Then I took an arrow to the knee. You got an arrow to the knee tattoo? <laughs> You're such an idiot. Is that the coolest thing ever? <laughs> You're only like eight years too late. <laughs> what do you mean? They're still doing updates for that game. She played it. She's playing it right now. Glass armor. And there's it. still stuff that happens in the game. I'm like I've never seen that before. It is a groundbreaking game. Skyrim is hard to not put at number one because of it's uh, epic and amazing in and of itself. And just the the weekend that we had when Skyrim came out was like one of the best spans of time of my entire life. It's also got probably the number one replayability of probably, all yeah. the games ever put together. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I'm going to tell my son when he's born 
I'm just like you're only having fun. I like Is that the plan. <laughs> I like you a lot, but the Skyrim weekend was more important <laughs> than your birth. You your birth there, was bro. great, but you should have been at the Skyrim weekend. Um, yeah, video game wise, yeah, Star Wars was weak. Fallen Order is good, but I'm not really thinking of it in terms of like decade. Oh yeah, I decade topping games. Um, I'm trying to think back to what came out. Mass Effect Three came out. In, Actually, Mass Effect Two and Three. I looked that up. Mass Effect Two and Three. Two was released ten and then twelve. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Mass Effect Three is up there. Skyrim's up there. Um, I'd probably say Fallout Four is up there. Like hard time thinking of games. I really enjoyed Fallout Four. Uh, it would probably be lower on my list, but it was a great in-depth game. It's also really cool that they do that that style of Fallout 3s in DC, and you get to go through all the monuments in DC, and mm-hmm. like, a, and then this one was in Boston, so you're going throughout Boston, and there's a harbor and all that. It's so in-depth. So then there's keep in mind if you're listening, we're definitely console gamers, so I'm sure there's a ton of PC games that we've oh dude are the best of the decade that we haven't really played overwatch are I you know. kidding me Over- well, overwatch is great but i'm thinking battlefield like 4 minecraft field battlefield 4 battlefield 5 battlefield most of them battlefield 7 battlefield 6 all of the battlefields i would say mass effect 3 skyrim battlefield 4 definitely um I'm trying to look i've never, never been huge into fallout uh arkham games yeah dark souls Arkham games easily those and that was groundbreaking just the gameplay it was such a cool style Dark Souls Overwatch, was 11 2011 Overwatch Shit. gotta put Overwatch in there one Overwatch. of the most solid games put together yeah I want Overwatch 2 to come out so we can start playing that shit again I heard everything's gonna be cross cross platform which means we're all gonna be getting fucking toasted by PC gamers just so you know uh. seriously they're on a different level they're not human they're not human they're not uh what else what else of this decade? Skyrim. McClunky. I haven't been... I don't know. I just haven't been playing as much. There was a, once upon a time I was playing games like hardcore. Not so much anymore. Well, the the story modes of everything have been somewhat weak. That's why I, I think Jedi Fallen Order is a good medium where it's not open world do whatever the fuck you want you can get lost for 12 hours and not really change like do anything game changing but it's not closed world where linear go this way and beat this guy now beat this guy i felt like jedi fallen order gave you a little bit of you go you know you gotta beat this guy eventually but kind of do whatever the fuck you want also kind of yeah kind of it's linear but yeah it's linear but you still linear the adventure, with, with some branches yeah it's a good branch yeah got a couple branches on it um no i agree i think skyrim's i don't even think it's touched skyrim is by far the most playable video game um that sucks because i really wish there was a star wars game that just blew my mind like that well hopefully in the next decade you know the mods on skyrim are pretty crazy too you probably get what about lightsabers You mean you can basically just be the emperor, force lightning everybody? <laughs> did you? Did you? I, I've created a all lightning. Oh, absolutely! And put a dark cloak on. Absolutely, yeah. And just made myself really pale, yeah, and I just wandered around, just shot. It's everything. a really pale dark elf, yeah, <laughs> with red eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what else did you want to talk about? That's it. Movies, games, and what else of the decade? The series, but we kind of touched upon those. Yeah, you can't touch Thrones. Thrones, Breaking Bad. What is a, co- a few other like? There's a lot of. St- Big stuff. Dexter? That probably happened. This, No, it didn't happen. 
No. They fucked Dexter up. Ozark was good. Ozark's yeah, actually really good. But not that good. But not that good. Throwing, it's just, it's hard to touch, man. It's on a totally different level. And even if people weren't happy with season seven and eight, but like in general, even just to get six seasons of that show done in the way that they did, uh, it's, yeah, it's just hard to top, man. Mopar's looking up some seasons here. Series is his. Archer. Best international, best TV of the decade. <laughs> Lots of TV happening. There you go. Slash film. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend documentary now. Leftovers. Okay, it's the five things I've never heard of. Yeah, these are all terrible Cobra Kai. Oh, Adventure Time, Rick and Morty. So we're getting into this. I heard Veep is really, 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 really good. I haven't watched it yet. Key and Peele was kind of launched this this decade. Yeah, I've never heard of scrolling. Veep. It's a comedy. Keep scrolling. Uh, you bastard. The Americans, Atlanta, Game of Thrones. Thrones is, that is 14. Wow. wow. Uh, Bojack Horseman, which uh, Tommy Boy was raving about. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, I was thinking Orange is the New Black. Black. Yeah, I would put it? that up there. Chernobyl, I thought was great. Chernobyl was good, yeah. Uh, American Vandal, did you ever watch this? I did not. It was like a mockumentary. So you know how uh, it was like a documentary about this. Someone drew dicks on a bunch of... Uh, teachers cars yeah and there was a whole like walk through and invest like a mockumentary investigation into who drew the dicks <laughs> and it's just the funniest thing no when i draw my dicks i put hairs on them those clearly <laughs> don't like that it got into such depth i was we were laughing i want to watch they the, had a whole episode of the ball hair i want to watch <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even joking i want to watch the dick investigation show it is it's fucking hilarious uh mine hunter was actually very interesting uh it didn't it was fun it didn't like captivate me though uh, Fleabag, I've never heard of. No, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was no. trash. Stranger Things. See, I don't know, man. Stranger Things is one of those where, like, season one was great, and it should have just been one and done. I don't think it should have been one and done. I But I, it's, it was obviously uh, a uh, decrease. I think it should have just been one and done. Hannibal. I've heard Hannibal is really good. I've heard good things about Hannibal's, too. um um Hannibal Lecter. <gasps> Something that just released that I haven't got into. Watchmen. Watchmen. I've heard that as great too, but it's already at number one. <laughs> Sorry, we're How, seeing Watchmen's, some of these ads here. Watchmen's already at number one? That's pretty crazy, man. At least man. on this list, yeah. Dude, that's a perfect show or a perfect series to put together. Watchmen is like built for that. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of stuff on Apple TV and on HBO that I need to catch up on. Better Call Saul, I, I thought, personally, I thought it was trash. I never. I I, I watched like the it. whole first season and I was like, I couldn't care. Breaking Bad was great, but when it was done with it, I was just kind of done with it. Well, that's the point of it. Like, he was dying in the first episode. No, I know. You I'm know? just saying, so like, but it's not one that I personally would go back and rewatch a lot. And some people do, because it was great. And for when it came out, it was groundbreaking. What are you laughing at? Sorry, I went back to American Metal. Bits that involve long, serious discussions about ball hairs is in the description of this that's American Vandal. Shit, that's all you had to say. I, well, there it is. I see. I do curly hairs, not straight ones. That's it's all clearly you had not to me. say. I can't believe Orange is the New Black isn't on there. No, that's a good point. It was really good. That also fell and off it actually, hard. It actually... No. I. It actually ended well. Oh, it actually ended? Yeah, it's over. Seven seasons? Oh, I, I didn't realize Seven that. or eight? Oh, fucking, I don't, they didn't put this on here because uh, he diddles people, but um, fucking House of Cards. Oh, yeah. That's that's huge. No, I that, would put, I know you. it's obviously controversy with uh, what's his face, but I would literally put House of Cards up at the top. <laughs> Game of Thrones, House of Cards. Yeah. And especially for impact, like, of, like, it was captivating everybody at, at that time. Look at this dang, he's picking up his trash cans. Haha, <laughs> trash man. 
He looks like Mr. Hamster Penis from uh, <laughs> Parks and Rec. You've never seen that. Sorry. All right. Decade's over. We did some shit. Yep. Good day, Galaxy. What's your favorite episode of this podcast? I don't know. Oh, yeah. We should talk. Let's talk about ourselves for a little bit before we shut down. Why's that? Because well, that's the last episode of the decade. Uh, well, this year, I got married. I bought a house. I bought two cars. I got a new job. You sold a car, bought another car. I've had I've owned three cars this year. Um, <laughs> and we got a new cat. I mean, my whole world's been turned. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're thinking the decade... We started the decade. I'm talking about this year. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm I'm just thinking back to the whole decade. Like we started as uh, the decade as college students. Yeah, because I graduated. Technically, I graduated with my bachelor's in 2013. And now we are adults. So I moved. I moved to Pennsylvania and back. It's true. I've we kept the shithole going. One, two, three, four, five, six different apartments. Seven different apartments because we moved a couple weeks ago. Seven. Yeah. In four. Five years or six? The six decade years. is ten years long. Oh, I, I'm in my mind. No, I'm sorry. I, I thought you meant like while the show was going. I was like, what? You oh, more than no, I did? No, no, I was thinking just the whole decade. Yeah, yeah. The decade's been a long one, and it's <laughs> all decades are the exact same length. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No, they're not. Well, depending on uh, where you are in space, it moves at a different speed of time. See what I'm talking about? Are you going at the speed of light? No. Uh, it's been a fun decade. We started the show and it's still happening. So until yep. you guys complain, we're going to keep going. Yeah. Because it looks like we'll have plenty of Star Wars stuff to talk about. Uh, well, what I heard is all computers are going to blow up uh, at midnight tonight. So. <laughs> Y2K. Y2020. Y2K. Y2020. Perfect vision. Y2K20. Um, what are you looking forward to? In the next decade, I mean, Star Wars is going to be launching cra- some crazy stuff. I think they're going to take a, a like a hard look at the movies and how they're going to produce them. Obviously, we're going to have a long break till twenty twenty for another full sorry. film. Twenty two. Let's do that. Yeah, really quick. What do you think in for the twenty two, twenty four, and twenty six Star Wars movies? Now that the Game of Thrones guys are out of the picture, twenty two, twenty four, twenty six. Yeah, you think we're going to get Ryan Johnson doing a trilogy? I don't. You think it's going to be a trilogy? Maybe it'll just be three independent movies. I can't imagine them doing that. I think it. I think it's going to be something along the lines of like a standalone trilogy. It's not going to be tied into Skywalker. They are done with the Skywalker stuff. I think they're going to start fresh. Let's call it a thousand years in the future. I don't care where they put it. I really don't care at this point because they well, can create whatever they want in the future. Especially with the Sith stuff in nine, you think they're planting seeds to do an, go back and do an old Republic one. I mean, it was rumored, but I I can't imagine. To be honest, I, I I feel like if they went forward several hundred years and talked about like the Skywalkers as ancient shit, that'd be fucking cool. Almost like at the end of Ep- or uh, Mass Effect Three, where Shepard was like a Jesus character. See, I feel for whatever reason in Star Wars that going forward in time is always the risky one that people are more and more unhappy with. But if you go back into a prequel or do something that is its own thing. It's it gets a little better reception. See, I thought I think the opposite. If you go back in time, you already have a future that you're stuck to. Only in like one. Only if you're like focusing on one set of characters, or like one yeah, sect I mean, or the Jedi or the Republic or something. If you do, I don't know. 
a thousand years before episode one. You that can doesn't do some have crazy to shit. tie into anything. Yeah, you can do some crazy shit, blow up some planets, and it doesn't even matter. It really right. doesn't. If as long as you make it new, I'd really prefer not to see any more planets blown up. Me too. I'm so over it. I'm I am over it too. It's so annoying. Of course, they all have planet killing weapons. Like, are you serious? Did you have a, a huge issue, or was it like a big eye roll? Like, of course. Like even him saying it would give me my my eye. You could hear my eyes rolling, and then also the fa- uh, so the fact that he said it, I rolled my eyes. But the fact that they all have planet killing things, I was like, oh. Fuck I the the way he said it, I was like sinking down in my chair in the theater. Like I feel embarrassed to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah. While the sentence is happening, and then it was over, and I was back to normal. But yeah, it was stupid. It was, and I we said this on the review with Kerner, but like. Palpatine being back and having an entire fleet is already a threat. You don't need to add a giant Death Star laser on every ship. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't add anything. It doesn't make me more scared for them. No. It's it was actually almost shitty that they blew up that planet that uh, Poe's girlfriend came from. I was like, seriously? First of all, how did they do that? What do you mean? I thought the ships were stuck on Exegol. The one ship is not General Pride. Or Rear Admiral Pride, where the fuck his name is. Mm-hmm. His ship has been coming and going. Because oh. he was with Kylo at the beginning of the movie. He gets that transmission from Palpatine and he says, send them a message, blow the shit up. And he does it. And that's also why in the battle he says, switch the navigation to our ship. He knows how to get out. His ship does. Gotcha. The rest of them don't. But yeah, it's stupid. Moving forward, it could... That ruined the decade, that sentence. <laughs> Seriously, that decision, like everything that happened, and then Babu Freak years, came it right back. <laughs> <laughs> Babu Freak, best character of the decade. By he far. is him and Baby Yoda. They're tying everything together. Yeah, they're uh, having a fierce competition for who's the better. Dude, they're for a while. Little Star Wars character. I'm like, listen, there's gonna be something better. BB-8 yeah. was up there. Porgs are cool, but Baby Yoda's on a different level. And wouldn't so is be, Babu. Wouldn't it be cool if? Instead of droids, if we went back a thousand years and there was like animals that you could count on, like half sentient animals, like droids do so much. They do so fucking much and they're such a pinnacle thing that instead of a droid army, you could have something like a fucking animal army per se back in the day. I don't think that'd be too, too crazy. Like the glurbs or the borgs or whatever the The blurgs, the blurgs. But I mean, just for example, like those those uh, mythosaur. That I mean, technically, the Mandalorians rode giant dragon demons into battle, and you're like, there was a time. Yeah. Let's ride dinosaurs into battle. Yeah, but they're riding them up. into battle. It's not like they're doing their housekeeping for them R- or translating stuff well, for them. Well, from a certain point of view, <laughs> Flintstones. Remember the dishwasher? <laughs> the dishwasher uh, or the uh, the disposal was a pig, yeah, yeah. yeah, the pig. Well, you're always going to have droids. I mean, even back in the old Republic, they had droids. So. True, but uh, maybe they were limited. I, I mean, they could they could go many different ways. A decade's over. A decade's over. This is it. Good day, galaxy. Thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry. Happy New Year. Happy New 2020.